Well, welcome back to the Satellite Connection, where we keep you connected to the satellite ministry, wherever you may be. On today's episode, we sit down with the last of our mentors, Delinda Irvine. You're going to hear about her childhood, you're going to hear about her college years, you're going to hear about how she came to Christ, and how she continues to walk with Him every day. So let's get ready, and let's get connected. Hello, guys, and welcome to the Satellite Connection, and we are here with Delinda Irvine this uh, episode, and it's going to be a great time. How do you feel being on here at this time, Delinda? Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> um, okay, so far. <laughs> Nothing yeah. too difficult yet. Yeah, that is that is true. That is true. <laughs> um, have you ever been on a podcast before? No, but I listen to them every day. Oh, there you go. So you kind of know how they work then. Yeah, there's bit. talking. Yeah. I like it. It's like you're involved in a conversation. Without being involved. Yes. Yeah. It, I, get, it gets really you to think about stuff. Yes. While other ones bring up ideas. Yeah, that's a great job. What kind of podcasts do you listen to or tend to listen to? Um, Biblical ones, actually. Oh, okay. So I have a lot. Tim Keller, Greg Laurie, um, Lisa Harper. I, yeah, um... Saddleback Church, um, our own church, mm-hmm. um, listening to things like that. But um, Which one would be your favorite? Probably Lisa Harper's Back Porch Theology. I really, okay. really like it. She's only on episode 23, and mm-hmm. I've listened to all of them. Um, what has she kind of gone through so far? Well, she just talks about the different ways, different aspects of the Bible and brings up um, theology, because she went to seminary school, and she's still in the process of that. So, And then they always bring in um, a person, a theologian, that talks about what they had, she and her friend, have this conversation about. Just different things from the Bible, different stories. or Yeah, it's really good. It kind of sounds similar to what we do in ABF, where we bring biblical and try and find out the real world and bring it together and yes. talk about it. And so, yeah. Yeah. It's a great time there. All right, so where were you born? I was born in California in the Bay Area, specifically Stanford Hospital in Palo Alto. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that is very specific. I don't, I think I was born here at Quia Delta, I think, but um, how long did you live there? Until I came to Fresno. So you moved. I mean, from I I lived Bay in the Area Bay Area, f- yeah, oh, okay. all my life until I came to Fresno. Oh, yep. Okay. Do you still currently live in Fresno, or? I live in Visalia now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a long commute. To, uh, that would that would be a long commute. But people have done it. I'd say I I know people that have done it and still do it. And yeah. I mean, I even know people that live in Visalia and work in Fresno. Yeah. It's If you're willing to do the commute, it's not so bad. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah, Fresno State is why I came, so for college. Oh, okay. So it's your alma mater. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what was your family life like from 12th through 12, K, K through 12th grade? Well, it was um, good, bad, and ugly. <laughs> so <laughs> it's I was definitely raised in a different environment than my own children have been raised in, so there was a lot of dysfunction. Mm. And... Um, 
the good of my family of origin was that my dad was raised in a um, Catholic orphanage, and so he had a Catholic background, and so he brought us to church, and that's when I learned about Jesus, um, saw him on the cross every week, um, and then the bad was when my older brother, who is a half-brother, um, got into serious trouble with, um, you know, drugs and all that. It was the 60s, late 60s, um, so he got in some really bad trouble, which caused my parents to have a really hard marriage, and then the ugly was when I was 16, they divorced, and then I ended up trying to figure out how to cook for my dad and my brother, and I kind of raised my little brother a little bit. My sister went off with my mom, so yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great, but we had some great moments. We had some, you know, family vacations, and we had some form of a nice family, but then there was a lot of, a lot of yuck that happened in there. So that was definitely my desire not to have a family like that. Mm-hmm. So you can learn from what you don't want um, as well as what you do want. And so I really wanted a peaceful family. Um, so... So when did you kind of, I would say, convert from the Catholic Church to Grace Community? Um, or to Protestant? Or Protestant, yes. Yes, was when I was, um, well, it kind of goes back to Jay Irvine, my husband. He, um, I'll back up just a little bit. When I came to Fresno State, I followed a young man here, there. And um, within a few weeks, we broke up. He didn't think he could handle having a girlfriend and be an accounting major also. So um, that was really hard because I knew nobody in the town. And um, so I was in the dorm situation. I was a transfer student. I hated the dorms. And a young lady asked me if I wanted to see what it was like to be in a sorority or just see what it looks like inside. I didn't even know what a sorority was, but I said, all right, sure, I'll go look. And anyhow, long story short, I became a part of um, the FIMU sorority, and there was a lot of Catholic girls there. And I felt like I instantly had a community, which was really great. Like I said, I knew no one but the the boyfriend who dumped me. Um, so, yeah, that was hard. But it was a good thing because he was not a good guy. We'll get to that when it comes to dating. Um, <laughs> questions. Um, but anyhow, with um, with these girls, they said, do you want to go to church with us? Um, we go on Saturday night, so um, early evening, so we could still have our Saturday evening and have fun, and we could sleep in on Sunday. I thought, okay, sounds good to me. So I went to church, and I said to... Um, God, I hadn't been in church in a while, but I said to him, um, I really didn't do a good job picking out a guy. He was really, really bad. Um, And I was with him for three years. And so it was finally, it was really God's grace that he broke up with me because I don't know that I would have. But I realized then with this part, this parting, that he wasn't good and I needed someone that God would have for me. And so anyhow, we came back from church, we stopped to pick up some food, and we walked into the sorority uh, dining hall. No one's really there, but there was someone with his back to me, and it was Jay. 
And I said to God, but not that guy. And <laughs> everyone um, always laughs when I tell that part of the story because one of the things that the boyfriend and I uh, fought about we fought about everything, but one thing was he was a chewer, chewing tobacco. And I could see in the back of my um, future husband's Wranglers that there was a little circle there. I'm like, yeah, no, not doing that again. Well, Jay turns around and comes right up to me and just starts talking and um, wants to ask me a million questions. And anyhow, in that experience of just getting to know him, because he came every single day, every single night to come and talk to me, um, he started asking me about my relationship with Jesus. Do you have one? I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, I see him on the cross when I go to church, you know, and I talked to him as a little girl, but I didn't know really what he meant by that. But he said, well, would you be going, would you be willing to go to church with me? And I said, sure. So I started going to the University Presbyterian Church with him. Mm. And then I would go to Catholic Church because that was really church. That was really mass. And this other thing was mm. just for fun. Uh, to appease this guy, you know, a little bit. And I was a little curious, but anyhow, first time blew me away because the pastor opened up the Bible, which I'd never really seen that, and started talking about, I'll never forget, it was John 15. Um, you know, we are the vine, and he, or he is the vine, we are the branches, and apart from him, you could do nothing. And the whole thing was just rocking my world, going, what? And then the guy, the pastor, explained the passage and everything and then I just could not get enough of wanting to know about God and what was in this Bible that I'd never really had much experience with so it was something completely different and just blew you away yeah it blew me away really blew me away but when I was a little girl I used to think if God can hear me which I talked to him every day as I would walk to school then why do I have to go into a confessional booth and that was always a struggle for me. I didn't understand that. Why do I have to go to a priest to confess my sins when I could go directly to God himself? And then, this was this is the little girl in me that was kind of dumb, um, people pleaser. I knew I had to come up with a sin. Didn't quite know what that was, so I would just make them up because I didn't <laughs> think I really had any. So I, w- I was a good little girl, you know, always trying to keep my brother and sister happy. So I would just lie that I had a fight with them or something like that, you know, because I needed to have something. I knew I did, but anyhow. As a kid, you don't see that stuff. So you kind of just make it up and hope it works. Yep. Hope it works and get my little, um, it's almost like a little check mark each week. Yep. I went and I told them, yeah, this I, happened. I have my beads now and I'll say my Hail Marys and my yeah. Our Fathers and all that. But anyhow, yeah, that was that was the beginning of a whole new experience for me, for sure. What are you currently doing vocationally? Well, I retired right um, before 2020. So now I'm not vocationally doing anything. <laughs> what were you previously vocationally doing? I was a library teacher at CBC for 17 years. I was always a classroom teacher first, though. Mm. So that was um, something I had never planned on being a library teacher. In fact, is when I first heard about it, I thought, I'm not sure that that's something that is appealing to me. I loved being a classroom teacher. I've taught every grade, kindergarten through sixth grade. And so um, when I had this opportunity to stay part-time and, and be in the library and learn the library, 
I had no idea that God would have such a sweet, sweet job for me. I absolutely loved it, and I would have never signed up for it. It was all a God thing, so I am grateful for that. Yeah. Well, it brought you so many different things every day, and so um, why did you love it? Well, you two were in my library. <laughs> that is true. We were in your library. <laughs> you were. Um, Sam, Sam was the king of being in your library. Yes, he was. He was AR winner. He was quite the splash when he came in. Anyhow, um, no, I think what I loved about it was I thought I wouldn't connect with the kids because as a classroom teacher, you have your own classroom and mm. you, you're with them the whole year. I just loved, loved, loved being a teacher that way. And I realized after my first or second time of having a class come into the library, that I can still connect with the kids, so I did. and But then it was even better because um, it was almost the first couple times it happened, I th- thought, this is what it's like to be an aunt or a grandma, maybe. You bring the kids in to play. You have a great time. There's really not much discipline issue, and then you send them back home. And so that's what the library was like for me. I played with them. I, they loved it. I love reading to kids. Um, they loved listening to stories, and we had computer lab. And, yeah, it was great. I absolutely, really, it was a dream job for well, me. you got to connect with so many more kids than just your classroom. Right. Just and not the only, 20 or 30 kids that could have been in your class. Yes. And then what I didn't realize until years later, I got to connect with them every year, so I saw them grow from kindergarten on every year I'd see wow look at how they've grown and look at how they've matured and Mm. so that was really fun I got to know them way more than I would have and their parents loved getting to know all the parents and all the volunteers mm -hmm. yep yeah you have volunteers to help in the library but then as you see them grow you see oh this one likes to read more this one doesn't but they still come to see you yes and you get to know them and grow with them and so it was a great time yeah so how are you enjoying spending your retirement right now? Well, so one thing, two things I wanted when I retired. Um, my idea was that I would spend a ton of time with the Lord. <laughs> and with COVID, that really started that whole thing happening. Um, and then I also wanted to just be available for God, for whatever he brought into my path. And so that's been good, um, but a little nerve-wracking at times because you can't plan for it. Mm-hmm. You don't know how it's going to go, and you just have to trust that God has a plan for you each and every day. And um, then when you see it come across, you see opportunities, you see those things, you know that that is what God is opening up for me to do. But I like to, like a librarian, kind of have a schedule. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and I can't really have a schedule, so that's the hard part. God's not on a schedule in that way. Nope. He wants you to be available anytime, yep. even if it's the middle of the night. Yep. He wants you to be there. Yep, and he's given me lots of different amazing opportunities. And having uninterrupted time with the Lord has just been crazy great. A l- amazing, amazing, amazing. I just, when people say, what are you doing? Well, sit at the... The feet of Jesus every mm-hmm. day, and um, until I've, I'm done. So it could be hours. So it's great. I love it. Absolutely love it. 
how has God made, or how have you been available to God these last two years? Well, f- one big thing was my in-laws moved here, mm-hmm. and they're 87, 88, and 93. So they lived with us for a while, um, and we've been able to, I've had to, you know, take them to appointments, and I've had some new ways of ministering out into the public, into random strangers, talking to people at the park, um, talking to a lady the other day, she, <laughs> I need to call her because she, um, she comes out of the register to give me a hug, and last time she left her phone number and said, please call me. So, you know, I mean, just being more open and available to people that are um, wanting to talk and wanting to connect. And so, and if you have margin in your life, because I remember being a young mom with all the scheduling, you don't have a lot of time. You're just trying to get it done, right? You're trying to get uh, done what you have oh, in yeah. the time you have. I have. I have time. So I have time to knock on doors and go to Walmart and talk to people and hand out Bible tracts and, you know, just random stuff. Um, Bible club, writing notes, you know, just God just has brought up actually a lot of different things. So like I said, you can't, you can't count on it. You you can count that God will use you when you're available, but you can't plan on, okay, next week on Tuesday, God's going to ask me to. At three o'clock in the afternoon. Right. It could be right now. It could be in two years from now. He always yes. has an idea, and it can be big or small. You yeah, can, you can't be sad that oh, I had a big one this time, and it's a small one this time. Right, or it's only been small. It's all or God. It's all been big, and it's draining me. It's He's doing it for a reason, and He knows that you're yes. able to fulfill it for yeah. Him. So, yep. And there's great, great joy. In knowing that you have done, you've been obedient to what God has mm-hmm. asked you to do. You know, there's nothing quite like it. You you just know mm-hmm. that you're doing what he's asked you to do. And it's what we want to do. So. All right. So we've talked, fa- uh, we've talked career. We've talked Jesus. Can you tell us a little bit about your family? My family of right now? Yeah. Like your husband, your okay. kids and what they're doing. Okay, my husband, Jay, is that guy I met, you know, in college. So this summer, it will be 35 years that we've been together, married. Congrats. Thank you. 37 years we've been together. Um, He's a very spunky man. He's very, um, he keeps me on my toes for sure. (laughs) But um, that was one thing in my family of origin my dad was just not like that at all and I remember thinking I want to have a husband that's fun and so be careful what you ask for because he's a ton of fun and it's tiring sometimes but he now works at home which is nice he works upstairs so we get to see each other during the day um and he works in the ag business um and he's doing research for crops and things like that and he really likes his job right now so that's good we've been through some jobs in his career so um i have two grown sons jared is 32 and colton's almost 30 so i have two boys and they're both married and they both have um their very first babies which makes me a grammy 
<laughs> so Trevor's nine months old, Jared's son, and then Colton's son, Kaysen, is just 13 months. So he's we don't have any walkers yet, but he's Almost. getting closer. Yeah. And that's been really fun to watch him from the very beginning, you know, change and grow. And even when you have it as your own, when it's when you're a grandparent, it's, it's you just relive something it. different. And it's yes. And it's you forget some of these things, you know, like how tiny they really are. And and their development has been really fun to watch. Really it's, fun. Well, it can be stressful as new parents. So when you get to see them grow without having to. Yes. Every day it's, oh, I haven't seen them in two weeks, like how much they've grown or what they can do now. And it's just always full of new surprises. So. Yep. They're doing a good job. Um, It has been quite a year for them both to, all all four of them to learn how to be parents. So (laughs) they're doing good though. What is one thing our audience would be surprised to know about you? Hmm. Well, I got some, I have a lot of surprises, but um, one surprise is when I moved to Fresno, I had never been here. That was not how people do that anymore. I, you know, was three and a half hours away, and I drove here for college. And you when just I arrived up for that that semester, yeah, for orientation, and it was August, and it was so hot. I had no idea it was that hot. And I remember thinking, ooh. That's one of the hottest months of the year around I, here. <laughs> and I thought, maybe I should have checked this place out. Maybe I should have come to visit. And um, so that was, that's surprising that that was kind of a stupid thing to do. But anyhow, another surprise that a lot of people are surprised about when I, when I have shared this is that in high school, I played football. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> no, most people don't. That's why I like to pull that one out because I think I was motivated. My dad was a sports guy. My brother played football. And um, so there was a powder puff team that was being created. And they asked if I wanted to be the person that, you know, oh, wingback. I was a wingback. Mm. So I had to learn all that. But um, so that was kind of a random semester of being a football player. How was that experience? Did you enjoy it? It's okay. Um, no one ever actually came to watch. My brother did once, um, but and he'd give me some tips later. But it was—I don't know—it was kind of silly and but kind of fun too. And then years later, when my son does play football, I'm like, "Oh, I remember that. I know what that's—I know what that's about." You know? You're so, like, I, I understand this a little bit right. more because I used to do it. <laughs> that's right. A little bit. I wouldn't give myself a whole lot of credit in that, but you know, it was just something fun and different. But it brings back memories seeing yeah. your son do it years later. Yes, hey. much better than me, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you get to go play in the heat in those pads and stuff. Yes. And I get to sit here and enjoy it yes. instead of being down there. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, what other uh, sports or did you do sports in high school or college at all? No, uh, high school, I was my main thing was running. So oh, I was a long okay. distance runner. I really liked running. So you did cross country? Yep. Okay. Cross country. Yeah. Did you ever do the long distance runs for the track team or just cross country? Just cross country. But on my own, I did. I don't know if you've ever heard of this big race in San Francisco called the Beta Breakers. So that's no, up I and down. I can't say I've heard of that. Okay. So, you know, remember I was in the Bay Area. So mm. that was a big goal to make 
um, to complete the Beta Breakers run, and I did. How was, was it, it? It was weird. Let me just... A lot of hills? <laughs> huh? A lot of hills? A lot of hills, but yeah, a lot of very strange people. Um, they dressed <laughs> up, and some didn't dress at all, except for their tennis shoes. Oh. Mm-hmm. In San Francisco. That's, that sounds like the Bay Area, though, so... <laughs> And when they started the the gun, you know, to start, you can't even move because there's so many thousands of people doing this race. You got to get the first mile before everyone stretches out. But then someone's like a dinosaur, dresses a dinosaur, and just weird (laughs) stuff. It was... That is interesting. Why would you want to run in something like that? Yeah. Yeah. So... When I work out, I I want my athletic shorts, my workout shirt, and that's it. Well, like I said, they always had their tennis shoes on, so and that tennis was good. Shoes, yes, yeah, those are look for those. Yeah, if you run without tennis shoes, you're going to end up with blisters, or mm-hmm. you're going to burn your feet on the asphalt. So it's always smart to do that. All right, guys, we're going to take a break real quick, and I hope you guys can join us on our next episode and hear more from Delinda. <laughs>